0: to every dad in here that has a daughter, man, she better know above all things that her dad is in love with her. Amen? Let her hear it often. Sure, give God a praise. Give God a praise. And if you have a son in here, and I am blessed to have a daughter and a son, and same, let him know. And when 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 Harrison is of age, God's already shown me what to do and what to say to him. And someday I will be giving him a token uh, to show my love for him as well. Well, enough of this sappiness. Why don't we turn to the word of God? Amen. (laughs) After all, Hebrews says the word of the Lord is like a double-edged sword piercing into the innermost parts of us, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. Luke chapter 15, verse 11 through 32 Luke chapter 15, verse 11 through 32. Now, there's a lot to digest here, but how many believe there's something beautiful about opening God's word and just reading it? Amen? That a pastor doesn't always have to read three or four scriptures, that sometimes he can read five or six or more. And there's something beautiful that happens when I stop talking and we start reading together God's word and let him talk to us, amen? We're, we're, we're overloaded with information today. How many want revelation? Amen. How many want to hear from God? I do as well. We're starting a new series today called prodigal love. Today. We're talking about a father's love next week. We're going to be talking about a husband's love. Luke chapter 15, verse 11 to 32. We're reading today in in a different version out of the message version. Normally we read out of the new American standard Bible, but today I wanted to present it to you in just a little different context This is the prodigal son. Many of you are familiar with this. In verse 11, it says, Then he said, there was once a man who had two sons. Everybody say two sons. sons. And the younger said to his father, Father, I want right now... What does it say? (laughs) Anybody else find humor in that? Because we know the rest of the story. And he's saying, I want what's coming to me. (laughs) And so, be careful what you ask for. So the father... Divided the property between them, and it wasn't long before the younger son packed everything he had, and he left for a distant country. And he was undisciplined and and dissipated, and he wasted everything he had. And the Bible says after he went through all of his money, there was a bad famine in the land, and and he began to hurt. And he, he got a job with someone, and they assigned him to the fields to slop the pigs. And the Bible says he was so hungry, he would have eaten what the pigs were eating, but they wouldn't give him any. Verse 17, and that brought him to what? That brought him to what? That brought him to, and he said, all those farmhands working for my father, they sit down to three meals a day, and here I am starving to death. I'm going back to my dad, and I'm going to say to him, Dad, I've sinned against God, and I have sinned before you. And I don't deserve to be called your son. Take me on as a hired hand. And he says he got right up and went home to his father. Remember, we read in verse 12 uh, that he says, Father, I want what's coming to me. So he gets up and he goes home. And the Bible says in verse 20, when he was still a long way off, somebody say a long way off. When he was a long way off his father recognized him. His father saw him. Not the ranch hands, not his friends, it was his father that recognized his son a long way off. And his heart was pounding and he ran out and he embraced him and he kissed him and the son began to talk. He says, "Dad, I've sinned against God and I've sinned before you and I don't be called to be I don't deserve to be called your son ever again." But the father what? what does it say? You need to say that with very much conviction. But the father wasn't listening. And he was calling to the servants, quick, bring a clean set of clothes and dress him. And put the family ring on his finger, sandals on his feet. And he says, then go get a big fat cow, the fattest cow that you can find. And bring it to us and we're going to eat it. And we're going to feast and we're going to have a wonderful time. And he says, my son is here. He's here. He was given up for dead, and he's now alive. He was lost, and now he is found. In verse 25, all this time, the older son was out in the field and hearing all this commotion and the music and the dancing and calling one of the houseboys. He says, what's going on? And he told him, your brother's here, and they've barbecued the biggest, fattest cow they could find, and and now we're eating. verse 28, the older brother stalked off in an angry sulk and refused to join in. His father came out and and tried to talk to him, but he wouldn't listen, and the son said, Look how many years I've stayed here and I've served you, never giving you one moment of grief. But have you ever thrown a party for me and my friends? And the son says, "This then, the, this, this son of yours who has thrown away your money on horse shows up, and you go out with a, with a feast." And his father said, "Son, you don't understand." You're with me all the time, and everything that is mine is yours, but this is a wonderful time, and we had to celebrate. This brother of yours was dead, and he's alive. He was lost, and now he is found. Let's pray. God, I thank you for today. If we haven't told you yet today that we love you, if we've been so busy trying to get to church on time, We were fighting maybe on the way here or in discord even last night. Life has us so busy that we don't even stop for one second to say we love you and we thank you and you've been more, you've been so good to us. You've been greater than we've been good to you. We thank you that you love us, that your love pursues us, that your love is reckless, it's relentless, that your love is extravagant. Thank you, God. God. I pray for the person here today who's with their head bowed and their eyes closed right now, and they're saying, is it true, Pastor Matt, is it really possible that the God of the universe loves me? And, Lord, I pray today that you would quiet the no's in their, in their heart, and may the yes be resounding in their spirit today, God. May it echo through their heart the yes from the Lord. We give you praise and glory. God's people said, amen. So, Give God a praise today in this place. Now, our precious Cowboys are not playing today. Tony Romo did not win an MVP. I don't know what's up with that. But anyway, so I'll have you in time for the Super Bowl festivities. As usual, I preach better and shorter when you give me big, fat amens. All right. I want to read to you a quote. Normally, we'll start off with something a little humorous, but I don't think today is an appropriate topic for humor a quote from from Patrick Morley, it says, There is a God that we want and a God that is. Very rarely are they the same God. Let me read it to you again, if we could leave that up there. There is a God that we want and a God that is. Very rarely are they the same God. If that is sitting in your spirit, please let it sit there for a moment. Don't just push it away. If I'm transparent, honest with you, and I always am as your pastor, there are many times in my life that there is a God that is and the God that I want, and rarely do those two gods line up. And the 21st Christian believer, and I'm casting a broad net, so please, by no means, is this to find everyone in the house today? But if you'll let me just kind of paint with a broad brush real quick and just say that oftentimes... The Christian church now, we have an image of the God that we want. And he's got to serve us fast. He's got to serve us now. He's got to be on time and do it exactly as we want. If he doesn't fit into that box in that category, he's not the God for us. And we start strategizing and planning and, and uh, trying to figure out how we can make it happen on our own. Amen? Now, for all the sinners in the house who are lying right now, We'll have an altar call. <laughs> but this is, the truth is, the God that we want and the God that is, sometimes are two different things. When I was away this week, and thank you for extending me the opportunity to get away with God for a few days. It was amazing, and I would love to talk, talk with you about it one-on-one sometime. But in some of my devotional time, I wrote this down, that God loves me enough not to compromise himself for me. Can I tell you that God loves you enough that he's not going to compromise who he is for you to make you feel better, to make you feel comfortable sometimes in life. God loves us enough to allow there to be pressure put on us, stress placed on us, where we want to see him move in our lives, where we look for his hand rather than just looking for his blessing all of the time. Most of the time, we want God to bless us. Pastor Matt, pray that prayer where you pray the prayer of favor. That's the prayer that I want. Where's that line going to be at today? Because that's the line I want to stand in. I want that crazy favor. Somebody say crazy favor. Like an old Southern Baptist preacher, crazy favor. Come on, say crazy favor. There you go. You want that crazy favor blessing. I, I like that prayer too. That's a, I like that prayer. But there are sometimes prayers that aren't blessings, but it's saying, God, I want your hand, even if it doesn't bring a blessing. Oh, come on, somebody. God, I want your hand in my life to move in me, even if there isn't a blessing with it. Even when you want to chastise me, and you want to rebuke me, and you want to prune me. Church, the gospels tell us that he prunes those that he loves. So maybe you're in a season. Look at your neighbor and say, are you in a season? Look at your neighbor and say, are you in a season where he's been pruning you? You ever felt like that? Raise your hand, wave it in the air like you just don't care. Where, yeah, yeah, look at all the hands go up. If you got somebody else that has their hand, give them a high five. Yeah, there are seasons in our life where God prunes us because he loves us. And he says, all right, son, all right, daughter, this is my hand going to move in your life. It won't feel just real good. It might put some pressure on you. It's going to cause you to be uncomfortable, but I love you enough to cut some stuff off of you to shed some stuff. And we should be thanking God right now that he loves us enough to cut some stuff away from us. Amen? So let's just stop and give God a big fat praise right now. Amen? That he loves us enough to cut some stuff off of us, to prune us. I love this story. How many before we read it, or as we're reading it, you've heard this story before, the prodigal son. Raise your hands, raise your hands, raise your hands, raise your hands. Awesome, 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 awesome. So many of us are very familiar with it. We've, we've, we've read this before, maybe many times. I've certainly taught and preached on it before. This idea that this guy had two sons. My father has two sons. I have an older brother. And I was the younger brother, and, 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 and I see myself in, in this story in, in both ways. But the younger brother, right, he says, Dad, I want my inheritance. And I love how it reads in the message version. He says, Dad, give me what's coming to me. (laughs) Give me what I deserve. (laughs) And when I was reading that and studying that, I did. I chuckled to myself, and God said, be careful what you ask for. All right. You want what's coming to you? Here you go. Here's your sign. (laughs) Sometimes we say, God, I think I know what's this is what this is what the younger son is saying. Dad, I know what's better for my life than you do. Was this guy a teenager or what? I don't even know. But saying, Dad, I know what's better for my life. If you'll just give me what belongs to me, I can manage my life better than you've managed it to this point. So just give me what is mine and let me go on my way. Let me let me live my life. Have you ever said that when you were young or or maybe you're saying it today? God, just give me back the reins and just let me live my life. And I am so thankful that God's love is extravagant, that it's reckless, that it's relentless, that he loves us enough to say, are you kidding me? You really want me to release those back to you? Did you see what you did last time I gave you the reins? I'm still cleaning up your mess from like five years ago. And you want me to give it back to you? No way, Jose. God loves us enough to say sometimes, uh -uh. uh-uh. You're going to have to pry that out of my hand if you want those reins back. Aren't you glad, church, Crossroads family, that God loves us enough when we tell him we know best, that we can run our life better? God's willing, his love is willing to fight for us. Amen. His love is willing to fight for us. You know what that looked like? It looks like God sending his one and only son to the cross. His love fights for you. His love fought for you. Amen. And when we didn't deserve it, Paul says and tells us in Romans that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now we as believers, excuse me, we as humans, we have it backwards. We, we have it different. We're we are willing to love someone after they clean themselves up. You know, go ahead, go to rehab. Go ahead and get yourself together. You know, deal with your last marriage. Deal with all of your junk in the trunk. Deal with all of your stuff. Deal with all your baggage. Once you're dealt, deal with all that, then I can love you. I just You're just a mess. You're a wreck. I can't love you now. It's hard to love you like that. All the married couples said amen. But God's love is different. He says... I loved you when you were jacked up and messed up and no good and some piece of trash just laying on the side of the road and everybody else walked by you and overlooked you and passed you by. Let me remind you is what God is using me to say to you today. He's reminding you. He's saying, it was me that came by and stopped and called you by your name and said, come out out of the gutter, son. Come out out of the daughter. Yeah, give God a praise. It says, come on out. Come on out to your new life. So Jesus has purchased you with his blood. And I love this story. My dad is here. And I know that if he would recognize us, he's getting a little older, so I don't know how far away he could recognize us, but I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But but anyway, anyway, it's true. But but if John and I were, were far away, I think he would say, those are my boys. Now, John's quite a bit taller than me, so it's much easier to pick him and like Pastor Cameron out of a crowd. We were at Taqueria. I got to share this. We were at Taqueria a couple of weeks ago. One of the ladies that was working there, she's like, how are you so tall? How tall are you? And, but the dad recognized his property. Come on, somebody. The dad said, wait a minute. I've seen that walk before. Let's not forget, church, the son left in royal clothes. He left smelling good. His hair combed. He looked great when he left. He was limping, coming back stinky, dirty. No one else recognized him, but his dad looked through all of the filth, looked through all of the mess. Let's remember he was around pigs. He smelled different. He looked different. He left the the, 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 the palace and went to the pigsty. And his dad was the only one that saw him coming and said, hmm, that, that's my son. It may not smell like him, and it, it may not look like him to everyone else, but, but that is my son. That's my daughter walking here. And, and, and church, God has not overlooked you. His love has not passed you by. And even yet today, His love has been pursuing you to the ends of your calendar. When you have pushed and strategized God out of every margin in your life, He is there every morning and every night and all the time in between saying, hey son, I still love you. I, Daughter, I still love you. My, my blood still covers you. Are you with me today, church? His love pursue. Us, his love is extravagant. Let's put that on the screen, please. Extravagant means exceeding the limits of reason or necessity. His love exceeds the limits of reason or necessity. Think about this. His love exceeds the limits of reasoning. Who else could love you but God? it's okay if you laugh and chuckle at that as you think about yourself. Because you're looking at me thinking the same thing, and I'm looking at you thinking the same thing. I mean, it's hard enough for our spouses to love us, but for God to really unconditionally love us? When we mock Him, when we spit in His face, when we abuse His love, when we prostitute His word for our own gain? No amens on that, but that's okay. This is still the truth. He still loves us. We get all bent out of sideways, men, if our wives move the remote control. Lord knows I can't get up on my two feet and change the channel. Amen? How many remember those days, though? Kids, now you can do it on your iPhone. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Revelation. I told you, Revelation today declares the Lord in the house. I know something that a teenager does. I'm actually proud of myself. So we're going to talk later, man. But God's love, it's, it's extravagant. It's extravagant. It, it exceeds the limits of reason. How else can you explain God loving this entire crowd, 250, what are we having here? God looking at this crowd and saying, I love each and every one of you, and I don't care what you look like when you walked in, or the condition of your heart, or how messed up you've been this week, or how many times you think you've fallen and you can't get up. I am there to love you, and I want to wrap my arms around you and squeeze you and hug you and kiss you and put a ring on your face and throw a feast for you. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, Hey, did you know that God loves you? Look at your other neighbor and say, Hey, did you know that God is in love with you? Give God a praise today in this place. His love is extravagant. His love is reckless. It's unconcerned about the consequences. It's unconcerned about the consequences of action. You know, when I think about my wife, how much I love her, I'm unconcerned and I really don't care what people think when I want to show her some affection. Amen. I'm going to do it right now. I'm winning all kinds of points today. This year we'll celebrate 17 years of marriage. Amen. If we make it, I'm 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 kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was a terrible joke. We'll make it, but have I made it easy to live with her? No. And I'm not going to say the other way around. Of course not, but I'm going to undo everything I've just done, but, <laughs> but I wonder what God thinks sometimes when he looks at his, says, son, what are you doing? Daughter, what are you doing? I, I, I love you too much for you to go down that path. I mean, if that's really the path you want to walk, that's, that's fine. But my, my love will pursue you. But, but I think his love is there as a reminder against our sin. When we qualify it that way and we say, whoa, 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 whoa. God's love is not my out to do whatever I want to do. Let me say that again. God's love for us, his grace for us is not our out so we can just go do whatever we want to do. That's spitting in his face. That's mocking his love. In a relationship, you honor one another. And by honoring them, by honoring my wife, there are just some things a married man doesn't do. So I don't do them. Not because my flesh isn't pulling at me. Not because my flesh isn't trying to drag me that way. The fight is very real, amen? Hashtag, the struggle is real. I don't know if they still use that one, but I just used it. The struggle is real. Are you with me today, people? Listen. And for the white, the same way. But I say, it's, I'm married now. I just, that things have changed. When I gave my life to Jesus, I no longer am, am my own. I've been, been bought with a price. So we are no longer our own. We have been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. His love is extravagant. It's reckless. And last of all, it's relentless. It's unyielding. It's steady. And it's persistent. His love, God will love us. He doesn't care about popular opinion. He doesn't care about what man really thinks. God doesn't care about the stock market. He's going to love us all through that. You see, there's nothing that you and I can do that's going to make God love us any more or any less. He just loves us. He just loves us. And we struggle with that in our concept because I, I am too. I admit, as I stand on the stage, even though I had this amazing encounter with God last week, as I stand on this platform and I thought about the words that I wanted to say, who am I? I'm no poet. I'm no best-selling author. Who am I really, how am I really even qualified to truly talk about God's love? I mean, I've experienced it just as you have. And none of us can put into words God's love for us. We struggle with it. I mean, the English language, there are not enough words for me to adequately describe when I think about God and how he looks at me. I can't understand it. And here's why. Because we have a front row seat to our own depravity. We see ourselves in the shadow of the cross. When we get close enough to God and the light as it shines on me right now, and it starts shining on you, and he starts letting you see you for who you are, do you start repenting in a hurry, don't you? You don't have to even say amen. I know. It's okay. Boy, and you're just saying, God, I I repent for stuff I haven't repented and what I did repent for. (laughs) When you get close enough to God and you get in his presence and you start seeing yourself for who you really are, things change quickly, don't they? It's because we have a front row seat to our own depravity. We have a front row seat to our own life. We know how capable we are of going backwards, how bad we can make our lives be. But his love is extravagant. It's reckless. It's relentless. And God today, church, has been pursuing you And you and you in the back and you and you and you and you yawning and you and you and you and you and you and you his love has been pursuing you. His love has been pursuing you. It's been chasing you. He's been coming after you. God loves you. God loves you. I want everyone to say, God loves me. Now, don't say it because I'm asking you to say it. And don't use your Christian church voice. Use the voice from your heart. Now say, God loves me. Pretty cool, amen? Let's give him a praise today. Let's stand our feet all across this place. with our heads bowed, our eyes closed right where we are. God, you truly do love us. And no one, including myself, there's nothing I can do that's going to make you love me anymore. I can't give more money. If I try to serve more in my local church or or go help the homeless or whatever it is, it's not going to make you all of a sudden just start loving me more. But even when I run from you, Even when I push you away and I reject you and I say I'm unworthy of your love, you still love me the same. You don't don't love me any less. You just love me because of who you are, because you're perfect in all your ways. I pray for the person here today who has been struggling with the concept and the idea in their head and it hasn't made it to their heart yet that the God of the universe is wrapped up and tied up all about them. That he has passionately loved them from the beginning of time. And as David wrote, Lord, that even before I was in Psalm 139, when I was formed, before I was in my mother's womb, you knew me. From the beginning of time, you have known my name. And I rebuke the devourer, I rebuke the lies from the enemy. That has tried to cheat and murder and steal the idea, the the true idea that God loves you, church member, crossroads family member, guest today. God loves you. If you're here today, and you say, Pastor Mac, I want to know what His love really feels like. I want to experience it. I want to be wrecked by His love. I want His love to confront every piece of my heart, every piece of my mind, my soul, and my spirit. I want nothing left undone that hasn't been touched by His love. My attitude, my spirit, my heart, my mind, my soul, my heart. And you have never made heaven your home. You're here today, and I mean for the first time, you're saying, "I want to confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior." I want to know that my name is written in the limits of the book of life. Romans ten nine and ten says, "If we confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead, the Bible says that we're saved." And you want to be saved today. You want to start a new life in Jesus Christ. In a minute, I'll give you an opportunity for those that want to recommit. But today is the first time. You have maybe spent a long time since you've been in church and you're an adult. Maybe you pray this prayer as you're a kid. But it means something different as an adult. And you say, Pastor Matt, today I want to declare that I'm going to follow Jesus for the rest of my life. Right where you're at, would you just raise your hand so I can see. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Anyone else? Quickly, quickly, quickly. Yes, thank you in front. Yes, anyone else? Amen. Now, for those that are in here, you can look at me, church. Thank you. We're gonna, is there pastor, Matt? I I know his love has pursued me. His love has chased me, but I have pushed him away. I have rejected him. And with everybody watching, I wanna say, you know what? I want a fresh start too. And you want me to include you in this prayer? Just raise your hand right where you're at. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. Amen. Let's all pray together. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying on a real cross. Thank you for coming alive out of a real grave. You had a real resurrection. And because of that, I can have a real life, a new life. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for giving your life for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Give God a praise today in this place.